Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below average golfers by two below average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, and as always, joined by Caleb Wallen. Caleb, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. What is your below average golf moment of the week? Man, this one, one of the my biggest pet peeves probably in life, um, but absolutely on the golf course. Terrible course etiquette. That, that's my below average golf moment of the week. I'm going to dive into it real quick. So um, Amelia and I are playing out at Arrowhead in Greenfield. Um, we figured it would be a longer round because, you know, the tee sheets were, were full. You know, we were waiting on a cart 20 minutes before our tee time. Like that normally doesn't happen at Arrowhead. Um, and when it does, you know, it's going to probably be a slower round. And like, I truly don't have a problem with people going out and having a good time with their buddies. But I pull up, and there's a group of four. There's two groups of four on the range, okay? So the one group, I mean, two guys were hitting, the other two guys were talking, whatever, and then pretty much the same for the other group. So they ended up going off in front of us, and – in between, so it was that for the first foursome, the second foursome, and then a single, and then us. Okay. So I'm thinking right off the bat, like, okay, this this single guy, he has his cart by the time the first group has already gone off. So I'm thinking, like, hey, this next foursome should probably just let these guys through, like, or let this guy through at least because he's by himself. Well, they don't do that. So all right. I'm like, this is going to be one of those rounds, I'm sure. So we get to, um, we drive up to the first tee and, you know, he's waiting or whatever. And we have a couple words, like, you know, pumping each other up kind of thing as, as strangers do. But um, first hole, he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting, finally tees off second or we get up to tee up and um, you know, I'm waiting because he's waiting, you know, and then, end up teeing off or whatever. And then it just starts the waiting after waiting because the first foursome was just terrible. Like they, I think they had one guy that was decent. Um, and then the second foursome, they were trying to play a scramble, which to me, like if you're playing a scramble, you're playing a lot faster. Yeah. But these guys were acting like it was on the tour. Like, and they were getting to the point where, you know, they, there was no gimme putts whatsoever, and they were all huddled around the hole. So, like, okay, this is taking forever to begin with, and now you're just huddled up at the hole. Every hole that I got to, there were very apparent spike marks next to the hole, and there was nice. just no regard to try to fix them. Nice. It was, oh, it was infuriating. So, dealt with that all of the front nine, which the front nine pace, I think we played at an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. So technically, you know, you want golf to be at most two hours per nine, which, okay, we were under that. That's fine. The back nine, we go to make the turn. So in the meantime, sorry, in the meantime, this, the second foursome that had the four guys that were just terrible about huddling up next to the hole had let the single guy play with them 
but did not let them did not let him through. They just let him join the group. So now Amelia and I are behind a fivesome and a foursome with at least one, if not two holes in between them and that, that next group. I believe it was there were two ladies that were playing probably a normal pace, but you know, they had a one hole, two hole lead on the first foursome right. that probably had no business being out there. And the second foursome that we're just taking it way too serious. So we get to the turn. I pull up literally right next to the tee box. And the first foursome doesn't let anybody play through. And I go out, like step out in front. And if you know Arrowhead, like the clubhouse kind of blocks the fairway view where the carts are parked. So I walk out almost onto their tee box and kind of look to see what's there because I don't know why they haven't teed off yet. Right. So they tee off, whatever. Um, so again, I'm thinking, okay, this foursome, they're going to let us through at least, at least let the single through. Um, but no, they don't let us through. They're just kind of looking at us. Um, don't let us through. Um, the fivesome, you know, it's now a fivesome because the guy stayed with them. They didn't tell him to go on. Um, again, they're huddled around the hole. There's spike marks everywhere. And it just, it kept going on and on and on. We were waiting probably 10 to 15 minutes per hole on these guys. And like, I am out in the fairway just waiting. And I don't know, some people that have played with me probably noticed that like, I don't necessarily want to play lightning fast, but I want to play at my pace. And if I can't get into a rhythm of my own, then I get very frustrated. I lose, you know, the mental game. So after shooting dead par on the front nine, I shot 35. I was really proud of that. Um, I could not get in a rhythm on the back. These absolute hacks are, (laughs) you know, causing everybody to be lined up. There's a, there was a twosome that was behind us that, you know, they caught us multiple times. And I was like, Hey, like, I'm really sorry. Like this, this foursome is not letting anybody through. And they're like, Hey, no worries. Like, it's not you, blah, blah, blah. And like, I, if there happened to be listening to this, I, and we lose them as followers, like I'm totally fine with that because what they (laughs) did out there was absolutely ridiculous. Like, and maybe this is just like the old man, get off my lawn coming out, you know, but still like, have some decent respect for other players out on the golf course. Like, I don't get it. I, I, it made me so mad. I think there's, so Arrowhead gets this a lot because it is, um, they don't have a starter. They don't have like any sort of like guidelines on pace to play. Like there's some courses where it'll even say on the scorecard, if you're not through nine holes in an hour 40, then you are behind and you need to speed it up. You need to be picking up ball. You need to speed up. We're playing, we're playing golf on a Saturday. Um, They don't have that. Now, listen, the starter, that's another employee. I get that there's, and especially in today's world, there's not a lot of resources for um, expenditures like that. Um, So there's, there is kind of that problem and I've noticed it. And um, just to be completely honest, like I love, I love Arrowhead. I'll play out there whenever I want. Um, but that is one thing that like, I don't like going out there on Saturdays because it's very jumbled. 
people, you know, they do a good job for the most part, but people are people and there's no one out there babysitting them like some starters do. So it creates issues. The other thing is, like, I, and I, trust me, I am not defending these guys at all. Like, if you're playing on a Saturday and you're playing, you know, uh, and scramble, there is no reason to be holding up that many people. There's no reason to be adding a single to your group. It says it in the clubhouse that four players per group, not five, not six, four players per group. Which so tells me that there's been a problem with that in the past. Exactly. So obviously they are trying to address it. Right. It's just these dudes just did not care. No. Um, yeah, there's a very little respect clearly by these people. Um, I would say the other thing too, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm just like criticizing the course because I'm not, again, huge fan of the course, but um, singles on a Saturday is kind of a bad idea. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I think I get it. I've played a lot of single golf out there. I had a membership at one point and I would always go in and, you know, I'd set my tee time or show up or whatever. And I would play single golf, but if it was a Saturday or Sunday or even a Friday, like I'm not, I, I feel a certain anxiety being a single on those days. I already feel anxiety on the course sometimes when there's, when I feel like I'm holding somebody off. So I can't imagine how are these people doing this? I don't understand. Um, not respecting the course is ridiculous. I think, you know, we, we are huge on growing the game of golf, but that doesn't just mean throw everybody out on the course and correct them. You know, like there's, there's different uh, points to that. We're about growing the game of golf the right way. Like we're not, yeah. we're not just throwing them out there and saying, figure it out. It's like, no, learn golf etiquette learn pace of play, learn, you know, how to, I, I guess, just be self-aware. Cause it really, at the end of the day, what those people were lacking was self-awareness and respect for the course uh, and respect for you guys. So sorry that you had to deal with that. I think, like I said, there's, I'm not criticizing the course completely. I think that there's a couple of things that could be addressed to prevent that. Cause I've been out to courses. Purgatory is a great example of this. And I t I'm very repetitive about purgatory, but it doesn't matter when you go out there unless it's completely dead. You're playing in a foursome, and if you're not a shot behind the group ahead, you're going to get, you know, they're, they're not rude, but, they're, I mean, come on, we're playing golf. They're going to let you know. They're going to let you know. Um, so all that to say, like, I think the biggest problem here is the lack of respect. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – sorry that you had to deal with that on Saturday because you did – I was keeping up with you on 18 birdies – and speaking of above average golf, you, you shot even par and we call it below average golfers, but you shot even par on the front nine. I, I did shoot even par on the front nine, um, which is my second best score at Arrowhead ever. The first one is the, the three under that we mentioned last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, those guys just, even if you're patting down your, your spike marks, like, you know, I, I'm a bigger guy. I, you know, if I step on the court, on the, you know, the green, the, the right way, the wrong way, whatever, like I'm leaving spike marks. That's just how it is. But I always try to like tap them down or smooth them out or something. And like these guys just had no awareness for that. And, yeah. um, you know, to something that kind of plays in my favor with this, one of the kids had on all Purdue stuff. So <laughs> I'm absolutely going to blame Purdue on this. Uh, Michael, whenever Michael comes back on from Callaway, I'll probably let him know, like, hey, your guys are just are are not good out there, which, you know, it is what it is. But 
Um, yeah, he had – and he was wearing joggers, a long sleeve shirt, and a polo underneath the long sleeve shirt. It was mm. like 80 degrees. Like what in the world? Yeah, I, we need to – we need to have an episode sometime and we're not going to get into it today, but um, on course golf apparel. Cause I think we both kind of go back and forth on what we think is acceptable and not acceptable. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to say whether that's acceptable or not acceptable, but that's crazy. It was extremely yeah. hot this weekend to be it wearing so joggers in a, in a long sleeve. So I'm not criticizing necessarily the clothing more of the decision to wear the clothing Correct. on a, on a uh, yeah, hot absolutely. summer day. So yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, back to above average golf. So yeah, I played uh I played the front hole, front nine even. Um, and I did have uh my career longest drive this week. It wasn't this it wasn't that round on Saturday, but um I did have longest drive in the career um on let's see, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Um now I'm gonna throw in that there was a little bit of helping wind. I have no shame in admitting that, but it was on hole six. Um, if you know hole six, it's like, um, what, 370, 380 Roughly, from yeah. the blues when I was yep. playing the blues and just, I let one go and I looked at it twice. I even went back and measured, made sure that the, the T box marker was in the right spot. I had right. Amelia look at it three 55 dang so i was I had, bragging about 335 just last yeah. week and then you now, go out and say i, I, I hey I, listen we say it all the time the scorecard doesn't doesn't have pictures i i'm not expecting a video from this so i'm giving you the full credit there's wind we're playing outside like this isn't yeah you know this we're we know all the factors that go into it. I'm giving you full credit. It just as easily that. could have been, you know, it could have been 270 because the wind's in your direction, but you have no control yeah. of the wind. Um, so congrats on getting the longest drive Thank ever. You. I appreciate I that. I loved, I loved hearing about it. He's like, not to one up you because he, because we had sent it, we have a group chat with the wives and um, we had, you know, I had bragged about my Eagle and drive last week and then he comes back not to one up you but i just put 355 and i was like oh man okay so i guess i'm coming <laughs> 375 this upcoming right this upcoming yeah week, and so like i said it i think the wind was like 10 15 so again if you want to throw an asterisk on there i don't care more than welcome to if you're a listener and you're thinking oh no way he did that okay i had 10 15 miles an hour wind but still it happened i i measured it out i had let's see if I would have put it in the middle of the fairway, I probably could have used like my nine iron for a bump and run on a 370 yard yeah. hole to the middle, which that green is kind of longer. So that's probably yeah. 360 to the front as right. opposed to 370 to the middle. But yeah, I, I ripped that one. And then Saturday I was very frustrated. So <laughs> I let a couple of those go and had, I think I had three drives over 310. So um, Jeez. I can't putt, but I can definitely drive the ball. And that's what, you know, that's what I do. Hey, but um, drive for show, right? Yeah. Drive for show. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to learn how to putt for dough because I was telling you, I switched up my putting stroke a little bit. Um, yeah. I did it a little bit in college, but I started to do the left hand low this round or that last round um, just to switch things up. Like I've, I told Owen, like I've thought about getting a left-handed putter just to try <laughs> to get like a different view of the ball of the green. Yeah. Um, which I'm still not out of the woods on that. I may end up doing that someday, but, um, 
but yeah, I, I did the left hand low. I never three putted. And I think my longest putt that was like what would have been a lag putt outside of that was four feet. So everything that I was putting was in, you know, the four feet range within the three feet range. I had multiple tap ins. I felt like I had a little bit more control. So I think we may start going back to that for a few weeks just to see, you know, what that does. Um, But yeah, that's, that's the above average golf moment of the week. There we go. Well, it makes up for everything that you, that you dealt with. I know you were frustrated with everything, but um, in the long run, the the putting and the, and the driving um, is going to, going to pay off a lot more than being frustrated on a, on a Saturday. We can, we can figure that problem out. Um, But it's more important to actually work on, work on your game. So work on our game um, before we work on others. That's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. Well, um, thank you for, for sharing. I know that we had been texting. I told you, I just wanted to hear about it on the podcast. Um, and, and yeah, so on the flip side of it, I'll go ahead and get into my below average, uh, golf moment of the week. Um, it's the opposite of what you experience with the, um, uh, with putting, um, I bragged about my putting on the podcast. I've been pretty consistent with it um, from from a lot of lot of angles, whether it's speed or uh, the 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 line of the putt um, and everything. So I was feeling really good about it. Um, I go out and played Fall Creek on uh, on Thursday, and um, I figured out everything else except for my putter. Uh, my putter. I was welcome leaving- to the club. Yeah, I was leading, leaving everything just short. There was a couple of putts, which if you saw my TikTok, I, I put a little putt, you know, one putt, missed it for birdie and put a little long. But most putts, especially going probably the last, I only played nine holes, probably the last four holes, I was leaving them short. Um, but like I said, my driver was doing great. Um, I was not missing right, which has been a huge issue for me and what's led to a lot of you know, a lot of strokes lost. Um, and my irons were pretty consistent as well, but just the putter, it's like, can't put everything together. Just when I thought I was figuring everything out, I get on the green and I'm leaving everything short or just barely missing the cup. Um, so I guess back to the practice green and can't wait to get back out there and shank some, shank some drives to make up for it. So golf, man, it's, it's, you can never, can never get it Can never get it. But my above average golf moment of the week. Um, we've been interacting with a lot of people on Twitter um, and Lou Stagner, which if you don't follow him, golf stat pro, um, he's a great follow. He's always giving good stats on um, just, I mean, anything and everything from, you know, what's the percentage of greens hit from 200 yards by the, you know, five hand by a five handicap player, something along those lines, right? Like he's always testing everybody's knowledge, and then putting things into perspective of like, you shouldn't expect yourself to be hitting 33% of greens when you're an 18 handicap or a 10 handicap um, when you're, you know, 200 yards out. Like you should really like, you should really be expecting 2% or something like that. Yeah. So he puts a lot of things into perspective. Um, he kind of had to ask me anything. And I replied with the uh, bags account and said, Hey, what's a realistic number for, uh, for me to get down to? I'm an 18 handicap. Um, and not only did he respond and say, you can knock off five to six with practice. Um, but there were other people interacting as well, inspiring me. Hey, I was an 18 handicap last year. I got down to 10. Now we take everything with a grain of salt on golf Twitter. You know, there's, there's a lot of 
a lot of people that like to beef up their scores or beef down their scores, I should say, in golf. Um, but but yeah, it was it was some inspiration from a really great Twitter follow, Lou Stagner, um, who said I can get it down to to fourteen, which is something that we discussed on on episode one. So love to yeah. hear that, and uh, I guess I'll Absolutely. be in the practice facility and course to to get down to that before before the season wraps up. Yeah. And, you know, I really enjoy following him because he, he does a lot of like the middle handicap numbers. I think like, you know, if you're a 10 handicap, then you should expect this. If you're a 12 handicap, then, you know, what is the percentage, like you said, of hitting greens and um, like, I'm fortunate enough as far as that goes to where I fall in a lot of his categories that he talks about. um, Mm -hmm. Cause I'm, you know, I'm currently a nine, um, a high nine, but, uh, you know, he talks, I think he uses like a 10 really often. Um, so it's like, that's right in my pretty much scoring wheelhouse. So, you know, I even thought about it. I had a chip, uh, on one of the par fives where, you know, I should have, I should have put it closer in my thought, but then I thought back to myself, like, okay, I do remember one of Lou's tweets where it said, you know, from 25 yards out, you know, how should you, how close should you be hitting your, you know, your chip? And I don't remember the exact number, but I was like, okay, hold on, take a step back, yep. manage your expectations. He always says, uh, and it kind of made me like, okay, look, I should probably dial that in a little bit because For sure. I'm not a pro, you know, even pros don't stick it right next to the cup, you know, all yeah. the time. So, you know, it, it, it is very helpful as far as, the mental aspect goes now my mental aspect on Saturday was shot on the back nine. (laughs) Hence why I shot, I think a six over seven over on the back nine. Um, But yeah, I mean, he is a great follow for anybody out there. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, I would say my favorite follow right now, other than uh, bags or at bags golf on Twitter. Um, He's, he's by far a favorite follow and you definitely should like, like we were saying, puts a lot of things into perspective and, like, yeah, man, I'm not going to be hitting the green or I'm not going to be putting it within 20 feet. Like, let's be realistic. Let's manage the expectations. So shout out to Lou. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the encouragement. And um, I'll report back once once I'm down to 14 or 13 handicaps. So, um, yeah, which gives me hope that I can get down to a five or so. I mean, yeah, even a middle single digit, I would call from like, you know, four to eight, four to seven, five to seven, whatever. Yeah, if I can get in that range. I will be pretty happy. Yeah, I don't know if he was saying specifically like anybody. I mean, maybe maybe he was. Um, maybe that's a good follow up. But I think the biggest thing and a lot of people's response was being an eighteen handicap. There's a lot of things mm. specifically with me. My driver gets me into a lot of trouble. If I put the driver away and work on it, don't just completely, you know, snap the club, never put it back in. But like work on it. But maybe try around where I'm just hitting a three wood, maybe just irons off the tee and see what happens if everything else is, you know, like I said, my putting in short game is getting a lot better. And my irons are, you know, they've gotten a lot better over the past year or two. Um, so if, if you eliminate the one thing that's giving you trouble, then you can kind of see what you do from there and keep working on it. Um, and that's being with an 18 handicapper. I don't know what it's like where you have some things figured out. Clearly that you still have your issues if you're a nine handicap, cause you can be lower when it's all kind of said and done, but I don't know if it's, if it stands the same, if you can always lower five from your handicap or if it was just specific for 18. So we'll follow up. On well, that. one thing that I did notice that he was telling you that, you know, I, I definitely could work on was, you know, he talked about short game, which 
I'm I'm not a good putter, which I hope to be someday. Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe. That maybe was, if we that get a left-handed putter. Maybe if I can get a left-handed putter. <laughs> uh, but he did mention like reducing your out of bound shots, which right. I did have a couple out of bounds. Um, you know, over the weekend, still shot seventy-eight. So, you know, I'm yeah, true. If I take away those out of bounds, I mean, I birdied a par five after hitting it out of bounds. So, dang, you know, all right. I mean. You know, it's it's simple shots like that where, you know, that was probably a three-shot swing just on that hole alone. So, yeah. yeah, I think my problem is I go – not only do I need to eliminate out of bounds, but I need to eliminate the – when I hit it out of bounds, how I react to that. Because yes. if you – know, and we've talked – I think we even talked about it as a below-average moment um, a week or two ago was like – now you're trying to swing for the fences. Now you're really trying to stick it on the green instead of playing the smart shot. Um, so that's just something, you know, and I want to keep pace of play because you and I are very similar. We like to play fast. I don't like to look for a ball for more than a minute. I get frustrated. Like if I lose a ball, I'm, I know it's like, it's not cheap, but like, I'm okay losing the $5. If it means I can keep pace of play, maybe that's a little privilege, but whatever. Um, but I can, I, I, I don't know. I, I just like to keep pace of play, but sometimes I need to slow down and still keep pace of play. Um, and, and kind of, yeah, reel myself in a little bit. Let's, uh, let's be realistic. So if you want to be like us and, uh, and work on your game like that, yeah, go follow Lou. Okay. Um, a couple other below and above average golf moments of the week. I want to shout out a couple of our Twitter followers, but also just want to shout out all of golf Twitter. The master's tickets, um, acceptance <laughs> and rejection letters got sent out this week. I feel like I maybe saw two people <laughs> um, on Twitter that either got a practice round or an actual weekend round. Um, I'm going to stand firm with a lot of golf Twitter and say that it's a hoax that um, the master's tickets aren't actually won through the lottery because I haven't met somebody that's won it through the lottery firsthand. The only people I know that have been to the master's have had some sort of connection um, and I won't say what, but um, I'm going to say it's a hoax. I want to win it so bad, but I, I, I see that there's people that are, that are winning, you know, their first time. And then I see people that are like, I've been entering this since I was 20 years old. I'm 75. I still haven't won or whatever. Um, so I'm going to say it's a hoax. I'm going to say that you can't actually win master's tickets and that they just uh, so, put bots out on Twitter. Right. So like I, <laughs> I won't disagree with you by any means. This is not me disagreeing, but like it, it reminds me that. So the hardest tickets to get in American sports, the last time I checked now, don't fact check me just in case, but it's <laughs> to my knowledge, the hardest to get are Packers season tickets yeah. because the Packers are owned. They aren't like, they don't have a single owner They're You know, I'm pretty sure it's like the essentially the public, but you know, you have, you know, great, great grandfathers that started watching the Packers at, you know, Lambeau field that, you know, their, their grandkids end up fighting as a family because who's going to get the two yeah. seats that grandpa had or great grandpa had or whatever. And so I've heard that apart from the Packers tickets, which are a 20 to 30 year wait, depending on relatives, friends, whatever, I've heard that the master's tickets are right behind there at like a 15 to 20 year wait on average. So obviously, you know, like you said, there's, there's some people that, that get lucky and, you know, 
they may win the lottery, they may know somebody, but then, you know, there is the, I've been waiting for years. So I, I am not totally sold on the hoax yet, but it wouldn't no. surprise me based on, you know, Augusta national being Augusta national where it's like, okay, you got to know somebody, you got to know somebody, you got to know somebody. Yeah. So I could, I could see it either way. I don't truthfully think that it's a hoax. I'm not a tinfoil hat wearing individual. So um, I don't truly think it, it's just, it's just funny to watch. Like, yeah, so many people have tried for so many years to get in and I've yeah. yet now I'm not super well connected to the golf community outside of, of Indiana at this point, but yet, um, yet we'll be there. We'll be there. Bags is bags is coming, but um, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's weird that I know all these people that have applied. I've, I we're following a lot of people on Twitter, keeping up with a lot of people and you just don't see it. Um, it's just, it's just funny to like, it is very prestigious. If you get in, buy your tickets immediately and call off work, like put in your request now to go and, yeah. and enjoy and get best at like, um, so so that's a below average golf moment. Um, we'll get there one day, whether it's whether it's uh, winning the lottery or maybe we get to know somebody. But um, sorry to everybody that didn't win. If you did win, let us know. I want I want to hear firsthand that you actually won and you're not just a Twitter bot. So exactly. Um, okay, let's shout out a couple people from Twitter. Um, one of our loyal followers, Amelia, who also happens to be Caleb's wife. Um, she wanted to shout out that her below average golf moment of the week is that she started off with a birdie, which she's never done before on at Arrowhead on hole one. She's never even parred hole one. So she starts off with a birdie, which I was kind of thinking about it when she said that I've parred it. I don't know if I've ever birdied number one because, you know, there's so many factors into the first hole, yeah. a lot of nerves and stuff. Um, so shout out, shout out for doing that. But she erases Absolutely. it immediately, apparently. Yeah. So her above average was the birdie at number one. Um, she has never, she's never been under par. And so that, you know, that was her, her exciting moment to actually be under par on the scorecard. Um, but her below average moment was the very next hole. She puts it in the trees on the left side, has to punch out and proceeds to make a double. So she quickly went from minus one to plus one. Yeah, well, that's. But I'm uh, still proud of her for that birdie. That was that's awesome. She hit a, a really good drive. She hit a really nice approach shot to about 10 feet, 15 feet, whatever you know, somewhere in that range. Um, and then it was very much like the round at Bear Chase, yeah, where <laughs> there was no regard for any type of break. It was I'm just going <laughs> to hit the ball as hard as I can. Um, nice. and she did so smack the flag right in the middle and it dropped in for birdie. So dang. Yeah. It's something that I could never do. Like, I don't think I could get that lucky anymore with those, but yeah. she did. She was, she was one under on the scorecard. Very proud That's of her awesome. for that. Yeah. I, uh, threw in the group chat that I thought that she was going to beat you again. And then I, I fully believe that I'm what inspired you to shoot even par after saying that yeah. and that she kind of unlocked you, you said to unlock Xander mode a little bit in you. Yep. Definitely went Xander mode after that said, I'm not letting this happen. <laughs> not again. So, um, also she shot a new low score, right? She did. She shot a 92 on 18. There we go. Um, her That's previous, awesome. um, I, I think was, I think she told us it was a hundred, um, 
but you know, you got to think she started, she started playing golf in 2018, her very first top golf or her very first golfing moments were at top golf. So for at least a year, she probably didn't golf on the golf course. So yeah. we're looking at three years removed and she's already shooting a 92. So that's, I'm, I'm really proud of her for that. No, that's impressive. I mean, I three years in was not shooting 92. I'm just <laughs> now like at that point where it's consistent low nineties. If I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm having a good day. So shout out to her. Um, that's awesome. Um, the other thing, since we're on the, the subject of our wives, um, Brittany is in kind of the same boat. My wife, um, she picked up golf. I mean, really it was probably 2020. She'd been, she'd been to top golf and whatever years prior, but bought, uh, a, you know, nitro set of clubs at Walmart, um, for, you know, hundred bucks or so, just kind of a starter set of clubs in 2020. She hasn't played a whole lot. Um, since then, I mean, she, you know, she'll go out there, um, and just kind of hit around, but hasn't, you know, really, really invested yet into it completely, which we're getting her there. I think we're going to get her lessons and, uh, figure, nice. kind of figure it out. So, um, but get her she got, equipment. yeah, get her some new equipment. Um, uh, I have some equipment in mind, um, that I'm going to get her, but, um, she got a green and regulation, which, you know, to the average or even below average golfer, like that's just kind of an every other hole type thing, not according to Lou on certain stats, but not, not right. for me. Um, but she got a green and regulation out at fall Creek when we played on Thursday, was very excited about that. Um, kept saying she drove the green, which is, which is true. She drove the it's green. It's true. It's true. Um, I haven't broken the news to her and maybe she's listening now. Like that is driving the green, but like when we're, when Caleb and I say drive the green, it's usually par four um, in that matter, but I'm not taking it away from her. She got a green in regulation um, on a par three. That's a tough hole. It is. That is. So I remember when you and I played out there, you know, last weekend, uh, the weekend before we, I kind of looked at you and I was like, okay, am I like aiming for the right flag? Because there are literally two trees that are very full um, that are kind of in front of the hole where yeah. it's like, it's covered on the left side and the right side. And you do have a little bit of a gap up, you know, up at the top of the trees to get it through. But, you know, if you're not rainbowing one from the tee box down to the green, that's going to be a tough shot. So, you know, well, props to Britt. And the thing too is when we drove up, we thought we th she she caught a branch or like a leaf, you know, like we heard some contact, um, but it was you know good trajectory and everything. It's a like you said, you have to fly one up to get yeah. on there, and uh, so we were kind of looking in the little. There's like a little uh, dip in the in the ground, um, and we're kind of looking in there because we figured it just knocked off. And then we look up at the green, and there there her ball's sitting. So um, way to go! So shout out to her uh, above average golf moment of the week. Um, Last thing for um, from from Twitter, um, I don't want to mess up the name, so forgive me if I do. But it's M Gernest. He's uh, listened to a couple of episodes. He shout us out on Twitter, so really appreciate it. If we're saying it wrong, please call me out. I'm terrible at pronunciation um, in, in a lot of ways, but somehow I'm hosting a podcast. Um, he was able to shoot a 78. Um, for his above average golf moment of the week and avoid three putts. So shout out uh, to him huge. for being able to avoid three putts. That's, that's huge for 18 holes and breaking 80, shooting a 78. 
Um, that's amazing. And clearly avoiding three putts is what helped you get to that number. Um, yeah, absolutely. Then, congrats. Yep. Congrats. And then his uh, below average golf moment of the week is uh, decelerating on some of his chips. So yeah, we, we, I, you know, I, I experienced that quite a bit. So yeah. And that's one thing right now that I'm like trying to work with Amelia on. Um, she has like a little chipper that she tries to use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm trying to teach her like, Hey, it's just a putting stroke. The ball's going to get up in the air, but she is very, it, it's a very common thing for her to decelerate on chips. And, you know, I do it the occasional time and it really frustrates me because that's the one thing that I can't do is decelerate on those kind of shots. Um, so I, you know, I was telling her like, Hey, you know, this is why you're, you're hitting it wrong because you're decelerating. You just have to go through with it. So that's a huge deal. Um, it's gonna, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, but you're close to the green. Does it really matter? Well, it absolutely matters. I mean, you hit a decelerating chip and then you hit a good chip and tell me how big of a difference it is. So congrats. Um, Congrats on the 78. Uh, you know, just like all of us, we're going to work on decelerating those chips. Um, and we're going to, we're going to get better. Yep. So, um, yeah, shout out everybody, please. When you have above or below average golf moments, shout them out to us. Um, we'll, we'll pick up, you know, pick out a few and, uh, share them on the podcast and talk about them. So, um, okay. The final, the big, above average golf moment of the week the most above average golf moment of the week um, that we, we will have for probably a long time for this is this is big um you know we've been really happy with how things have been going um we've picked up a sponsor in travis matthew which shout out to them if you haven't checked out our youtube video um our youtube video over on our, our youtube channel which is always linked in the description below um, go check that out. Uh, we're always wrapping their merch on the course. Um, we're staying within the family a little bit. We have a new sponsor. And and for those listening on audio, bear with us. But for those watching on video, on TikTok, whatever you're watching, we're going to make a quick hat switch real quick. We are now affiliates of Callaway Golf. Let's go. Let's go. So um, we, you know, clearly we hosted Michael um, on the podcast last week, director of club fitting player and performance. Um, great episode. If you haven't checked it out already, a lot of good nuggets in there. Um, get to hear about him playing Augusta. Um, get to hear about, you know, being fit for your ball, things like that. A lot of good things to go listen to, especially if you're new to golf or even if you've been in the game, I've, I've learned a lot of things through that conversation, but following that, we did some research and we looked into becoming affiliates of Callaway and um, we got approved on Friday, which was an exciting way to go into the weekend. Um, we are still figuring out all the official details of how everything is going to work, but we will be updating you on Twitter and on the podcast of what that means for you. Um, but yeah, Callaway golf, like this is Caleb's Callaway dream. Golf. This is Team my backs. dream. Like I've been, you know, I, I, I'll rescind some comments I made in the past and say I'm, I'm on Team Callaway. I'm a free agent next year. Um, doesn't seem like I'm so free anymore. Seems like I'm heading in a certain direction uh, with this news. So um, excited to to see what this uh, brings for for everybody listening. And um, yeah, go out and get some Callaway gear, and we'll have some some updates here soon once we kind of uh, figure out all the details. But Caleb, Callaway Dude, golf. When when you 
called me, I knew something was up. So <laughs> Owen called me on Friday. Um, Owen typically does not call me. Owen typically texts me. And if it leads to a phone call from there, then it leads to a phone call. More often than not, Owen will not call me unless, you know, he needs something. Or in this case, like we had, we had been talking about some things. Um, we're still always up to something. Um, but I answer the phone. I said, Owen, you don't normally call me. So <laughs> I'm thinking you've got some news for me. Am I wrong? He said, no, you're absolutely right. And I was like, all right, like, give it to me. What is it? Yeah. And he's like, you know, we're now affiliates of Callaway Golf. And I lost it. Um, I was yeah. driving home. I have about a 20-minute drive to work. Um, my heart rate was probably spiked for most of that drive <laughs> home. Um, I got home, started doing, like, fist pumps, you know. Yeah. <laughs> called my dad. I was like, listen, like, this is what just yeah. happened, like, because this is going to open a lot of doors for us, um, you know, Owen and I, I believe. So, um, and falling underneath that umbrella, you know, we're still going to stay with Travis Matthew. Oh, yeah. um, I was able to use their, you know, the moneymaker Quater shoes um, over the week, over the weekend. And they're so comfortable. Like they're, I told you, they were like walking on a cloud in my kitchen, even yeah. on the course, I did not lose any grip. I was able to, you know, be comfortable in the course, which, Shoes are usually a big deal for me. Um, yep. I wouldn't call myself a sneakerhead necessarily, but if I had to pick out one item that I buy more often than not, it's shoes. Um, my closet is just full of them on the bottom. But um, but yeah, so the the Quater shoes, the Moneymaker shoes were great this week. Um, can't wait to keep awesome. wearing those. Um, but now, you know, getting into equipment, getting into balls, getting into, you know, the gloves and such like, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. I am, I cannot tell you how pumped I am for this. Oh, it's, I mean, listen, Travis, Matthew. Yeah. We love them. And again, they're part of this family with Callaway. Yeah. So it's like, we're keeping it in house. Uh, love to hear that. Um, best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. We get the best, you know, gear to wear on the course. Um, and now we get to play with, play with the best. So we're going through some, going through some things. I'm talking to my wife. I'm, I'm hyping her up. Listen, we're, we're affiliates of Callaway now. Like my irons need some upgrading. Like let's, let's kind of set this up. So um, I think we'll have some exciting content going into the winter and going into next season around that. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, I started playing the Callaway Chrome soft XLS last week. Um, we're, you know, always kind of keeping in touch with Michael, which we'll have him on the pot again. Uh, some down sometime down the road um, preferably when all this is going down because what better way to get fit for Callaway clubs than being you know in active conversation with the director of club fitting at Callaway um, so yeah it's it's super exciting like I said not a lot to share immediately um, of what this means for you all but um, definitely wanted to, to share and, and brag about that so you'll it's be uh, you'll be seeing us rep a lot of Callaway um, here here in the future so more than I already do, which yeah, if you know me, yeah. is probably you'll be surprised. But I, I can't wait, man. This is this is awesome. Uh, I can't wait for this, you know, to go forward. You know, help help all the players that we know. Hey, you know, I sent you the text of like, you know, welcome to the dark side kind of thing of like the yeah. Kermit the Frog meme or whatever. Like, I just, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been outspoken in my support of another company in the past, but. Um, no, I mean, it's just like, realistically, like, listen, 
we're affiliates now. So yeah, let's uh let, let's be real. Let's test things out. Um, and I'm excited to, to go through that journey. So, um, so yeah, keep keep an eye out. All right, everybody. We interrupt the episode to bring you our sponsor, Travis Matthew. Um, we actually just did a video that is over on our YouTube. They sent us some merch, and I'm actually wearing it in today's podcast um, with the Travis Matthew hat and polo. Um, so make sure that you go over to our YouTube channel and check out all the stuff that they sent us. And of course, we'll be repping it on the podcast uh, from time to time. Um, so very excited about it and the partnership that we have built with them. Um, as always, make sure that you go to our link in the description below to get 20% off your first purchase. Um, so you're looking good on the course and on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, again, thank you to Travis Matthew for sending us that gear. Uh, make sure you get your 20% off. Back to the episode. Uh, welcome back, everybody. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into the dream golf trip group that we would like to be a part of. So the way that we've done it um, is if you're watching on video, there's going to be a graphic to kind of make it easier for you. Um, but for those listening, we'll kind of break down the groups, but essentially found what I think eight or so um, different groups um, of just random pros, random uh, golf influencers, whether it's kind of social media, YouTube, um, commentators, thing, things of that nature. Um, and then pro um, athletes that play golf, but aren't golf, you know, full-time golfers, um, or at least weren't known originally for being full-time golfer. Um, so we have it broken up into a bunch of different groups. There was no bias going into this. I literally threw all these names into a random name generator, um, and just made sure that everybody was paired. Like I said, pro, uh, a, a tour pro, or, you know, uh, I guess a golfer pro, um, and then a pro athlete that plays golf and then somebody involved in, in the game of golf. So um, let's go ahead and kind of go through the list a little bit for, for audio listeners specifically. So um, real quick, Owen, I think what would be fun is after we, we get to the point where we're picking our group, you pick your group, and then you pick who is your cart partner. Okay. Okay. So we'll pick our – not only will we pick our group and, you know, go wild with where this golf trip is, whether it's, you know, we're going to – going to St. Andrews or whether, um, you're just staying, you know, local in, in the, in the U S or wherever you're local, um, go wild with that. But the, the, the big component of this is who are you going with and who are you going to ride in the cart with? So group one, we have Tiger Woods. If you don't know Tiger Woods, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> um, Charles Barkley, um, there's some controversy with Charles going on right now, potentially with live golf, but this list was made before that. And Hey, if you, if you like live golf, then, um, maybe, maybe Charles is one of your options. And then Rick Shields, if you're not aware of Rick Shields, he's a golf YouTuber. He's somebody that I've watched a ton of. He has a lot of great content on YouTube. Um, so that's group one, Tiger, uh, Barkley and Rick Shields group two, Ricky Fowler, Peyton Manning, Shane Bacon. Um, again, I'm just not even going to explain these people. If you don't know these people, do a quick Google search. Um, third group, Dustin Johnson, Tony Romo, and Kyle Porter from CBS. Um, fourth group, Justin Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, and Garrett Clark from Good Good, which is another golf YouTuber. Fifth group, Rory McIlroy, Tom Brady, and Dan Rappaport. Will Zalatoris, Steph Curry, Micah Morris, again from Good Good, um, Golf YouTube. 
Scotty Scheffler, Mark McGuire, and Peter Finch, another YouTube golfer. And then Jordan Spieth, Pat McAfee, and Jim Nance. So eight groups to choose from. Caleb, who do you have your eyes on initially? So I am eyeing, we'll call it three groups. Um, because, you know, pardon my ignorance, I guess, but I, I'm not aware of the good, good guys. So um, okay. I'm sure they do great work. I just don't know anything about them. So they're, they're not on my list. Okay. Um, I think if I actually played golf with Tom Brady, most of my family might disown me being a Colts fan, <laughs> being a Colts family. Um, I think we're starting to get over that now that he doesn't really care about the Patriots anymore, which is nice. Um, yep. At least that doesn't – it makes it seem like that. Hopefully he doesn't care about them anymore, but we'll see. Uh, sorry, Evan Teed. He's a, he's a Boston guy, so he's a Patriots oh, guy. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Dustin Johnson, Tony Romo, Kyle Porter. Um, I would be most excited about Kyle Porter in that group, yeah. putting out some, some good, um, you know, investigative tweets for us. Um, I have no want or desire to play with Tony Romo. <laughs> uh, not, not a Tony Romo guy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to eye the, obviously the tiger group. That would be incredible. Um, Ricky Fowler, Peyton Manning, Shane Bacon group. And then uh, the speed McAfee and Nance group. Those are, those are my top three. Okay. Um, I don't disagree with any of those, but let me, let me just make a point for each group real quick. Tiger Woods group, you get to play with Tiger Woods. I could care the less goat. who the other two people. The GOAT. Um, yeah, there's there's not a lot. I mean, I like Rick Shields and Charles Barkley would probably good, be a good time, but, um, but Tiger is clearly the main attraction in that one. Um, Ricky Fowler and Peyton and uh, Shane Bacon. Ricky just seems like a good time. Peyton Manning is one of my sports heroes growing up in Indianapolis. And I like what Shane Bacon does. Dustin Johnson. Let me make a point for Dustin Johnson's group, regardless of kind of how we feel about the live stuff. This guy just got like $200 million. Like, I don't think I have to pay for it now. Not that everybody else isn't rich on this list, at least from the, from the pro athlete side, but like we'd be flying like, in that plane that Pat Perez was dancing in and like he would just be balling out at all times. We'd be playing the nicest courses. He doesn't have to worry about a single thing because he has multi, multi, multi millions of dollars. Um, so that's my point for Dustin Johnson. I used to be a Dustin Johnson fan. Clearly that's wavered a little bit. Um, JT, yeah, or, but would he be like, uh, Oh, like we're at the golf course. Oh, true. Like we're going. To, we're going to the golf course. Okay. He would be probably out of all the pros that we had listed off. He'd be the least engaged in this group. Oh he would, yeah. You know, he would definitely blow it off. But it's just another round of golf for DJ. Just another round of golf. We, we would probably the thing that you lose with this group specifically is that you only get to play three days instead of four, which is unfortunate <laughs> because golf trip, like you want to play four days. So that's the only thing with DJ's group. Um, Tony Romo, he would just be like predicting, like, you're going to shank. You're going to three-putt this, like he, how he always predicts in the booth. So that might get a little annoying, and he'd play less golf there. Um, Justin Thomas, Pat Mahomes, Garrett Clark, all respect, all young guys would probably be a great time. Um, I, I, I love, love 
Justin Thomas, but I think I'm just going to say no to that group. Rory, Tom Brady, Dan Rappaport. There's two main attractions in that one. Rory, clearly. And Dan. And Dan. Yeah, Rory and Dan are the two attractions to that one. And I get to play with the greatest football player of all time, regardless of how I truly feel as a Colts fan. Zalatoris, Steph Curry, Micah Morris. I just, I think for the younger crowd, that's attractive. I like Zalatoris and Micah Morris, but I I don't know. Just, it doesn't really have my pick. Scotty Scheffler, Mark McGuire, Peter Finch might be the sleepiest group on this list. Like no, all respect to all of them. They all play really good golf, but like from my own perspective, I can't really make a case other than playing with Scotty and maybe being go play uh, Augusta because he's a member there now. Um, and then clearly, Spieth, McAfee, and Nance. Like I'd be wearing all my Jim Nance Vineyard Vines gear. I'd be, you know, while Pat McAfee's out there with a with, with a, a tank cutoff top. or tank top and wearing jean shorts and Jordan Spieth, just you know, he seems like a good time. So. Um, I, I can make a case for, I would say, six out of the eight groups. Um, but again, you lose some golf of playing with Dustin Johnson. So um, what are what are you, you – you've outlined your top three. Who are you picking from this group? Man, that's tough. Um, I feel like you might be surprised by my answer. Okay. I I think I'm gonna go with the Tiger group. I'm I think I'm gonna pass up on Pat, unfortunately. Just yeah. because it's Tiger Woods. Um I yeah. I mean Charles is Charles, he's a nut. Um you know, for better or for worse, what he's doing with the live. Uh you know, he's he's funny. I mean, he is. Yeah. Uh and then Rick Shields, you know, I've seen some of his stuff. You know, he's he would be the kind that would like pull out the grooveless wedge and you know hit shots right. like that into the green. So True. Um, there would definitely be some creativity within the group. So I think that's why it would be the most fun. Um, and then obviously it, it's a no brainer who my partner or who my partner is going to be. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Tiger. But okay. yeah, the the Speed McVie and Nance group that would be a good time. And oh. Maybe not so much the golf, the good time, but the atmosphere, the, you know, the group, the, the party of it, you know? So yeah, that's, that was a a very tough second place. Um, But yeah, I, I'm going to go with Tiger Woods, Chuck and Rick, and I'm going to have Tiger as my partner. So first off, great choice. I'm not going to draft them because you drafted them. Um, and that's your group. Tiger's your partner. So I'm going to stay away from that as much as I would want to play with tiger. And I've talked about it before. I would rather go shoot 150 with tiger than shoot a 68 with, with my closest friends. But, um, my realistically right now I'm between Rory, Tom Brady and, and Dan Rappaport and then Spieth, McAfee and Nance. Like, I think the most well-rounded group out of that is McAfee, Spieth, and Nance because you have the party with Pat. So after the round's over or even during the round, you're going to have fun. He's going to make you laugh. There's It doesn't matter how you play golf because you're playing with Jordan Spieth. We know that probably out of every pro athlete or former pro athlete that isn't a golfer, he's probably the worst. 
out of them. So like, you know, that you can be relatable with him on the course. Like he's not going to go out there, even though we think he's going to make it on the champions tour. He's not going to go out there right now and, you know, shoot super low. Um, Spieth. I I like Spieth. I'm not like a huge fan of Spieth, but I think like based on interviews that he's done um, with like the barstool guys and some, some different, you know, some different people in the media. Like he just seems like he has a sense of humor as well. So, you know, he'd be cracking up at Pat McAfee. And then I just have a dream. I've seen, there's been a video that's circulated around before, but like Jim Nance commentating one of your shots. Like that would, would be very cool. I would figure out how to like buy a TV, have that on repeat in my office at all times. I don't care if it was, and then- yeah, like just, all constantly repeating showing kind of my round maybe pat's cracking a couple of jokes like on there as well um and then you get to see spieth like just destroy us um but i would just have that on repeat at all times so i think i'm gonna go with that i think i'm going with spieth mcafee and jim nance um and the partner though i, I gotta that would, go with pat. I oh, gotta absolutely go with pat. again that one's gonna be hard because like you know if you're riding with jim you could get the you know, and yeah. here's the, the approach yeah. shot. Right. And, you know, and then with Jordan, you know, you know, he can have a good time because of the spring break trips uh, with Ricky and Smiley and JT. So, you know, that he can have a good time. And then right. Pat is just Pat. He's awesome. So right. um, that would, I think that also helped my, um, my pick because, uh, you know, it's Tiger's an easy pick yeah. and it, you know, I, I ditched on playing with Tiger earlier in the year, so I'm not going right. to make that mistake twice. I'm going to go play with Tiger. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, you know, we know that Tiger can have a good time. He messes around with JT all the time. Right. Um, so that kind of thing. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's a really good pick for you. I like that. Really good. Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't have a specific location. I would be perfectly happy if Nance and Spieth flew into Indianapolis and played with me like we just hang out at pat's studio during the day like maybe we get on the show a little bit um and then we just go play whatever course afterwards like just make it a make it i don't i could be a stay home trip um but right. I, I just think out of out of all those groups most well-rounded and clearly just tiger being the needle of golf like is just the outlier and you have to pick that group if you if you're caleb but out of everybody else all respect to everybody else but i gotta go with that one so um okay well that is going to well actually just let us know what you're thinking as far as groups like i said we'll throw the graphic out on twitter um some point during the week uh we'll clip it on youtube which will our youtube channel will be linked in the description below and then make sure you're following our tiktok and uh, instagram as well those are always linked in the description as well um so make sure you're checking on all of that but um let us know what you're thinking um would love to kind of hear your feedback and even discuss it on next week's episode so um That is going to wrap it up, but Caleb, I wanted to bounce to you for a couple, couple last words and then uh, to close out the episode. Yeah. So um, if you're watching us on video, you can see um, that I have the Wellspring outing uh, shirt on this year or for this year. Um, nice polo, uh, really excited for it. Uh, I was able to talk to Josh who we had on, uh, you know, uh, last episode, episode before, um, and we're really excited to play in it. Um, he did give me an update. We have now closed out the course. Um, there will be 30 of 36 teams. Um, but due to some other engagements with the course, 30 is the max that they, they found out that they could do. So we have maxed out on teams, which is awesome. We love to hear that. 
Um, they are still looking for donations and they are still looking for whole sponsors. Um, so we will link all of their information again in this, uh, in this description. But please, if you're so inclined to help out in any way, shape or form, um, look into, you know, sponsoring a whole, look into, you know, just donating, you know, some money or whatever. Um, if you're in the community, you know, go to the website and find out how you can donate some of your time. Um, you know, money isn't the end all be all by any means. So, you know, if you're looking, if you're here in the Greenfield community or the East Central Indiana community and you're looking to, you know, to help out with something, you know, reach out to them. They would, you know, I'm sure they would love to have you guys. But yeah, um, we've maxed out on teams. I'm so excited awesome. for them um, and what all is going to be able to happen there. And then, you know, got the polo on, um, really nice polo. So I'm excited to uh, to be able to wear that out on the course with all of our new Callaway gear. Yes, can't wait. Um, we're going to get some on the course content um, out there. So be looking out for that on our YouTube and other social pages as well. Um, and yeah, glad to hear that we maxed it out. And uh, if you haven't listened to the episode and you want to hear more about that, go to the feed. Um, we outlined it specifically. It's the fifth annual Wellspring golf outing um, episode. So make sure you go listen to that. But as always, Caleb, the final words of the episode. Yep. Just remember, even if you're a below average golfer, make sure you have above average fun, everybody. We'll see you next week. See ya.